Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield. This is a podcast where we talk about mostly sports, but pretty much whatever comes to my mind. I give out horrible gambling advice on the weekly. I mean, you name it, we'll talk about it. Something crazy going on in the world, we'll talk about it. I'll give my opinion. I'll always share my thoughts. I'll rank some stuff. I'll love some stuff. I'll hate on some stuff. It's all around a fun environment here. It's right at Breakfield Show. I'd like to say, you know, it's mostly me talking to a mic, looking at a camera, and just kind of shooting the shit and watching sports in the background. But, uh, yeah, let's get into it. You know, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all three of those major platforms. I'm there posting. Um, mostly on Twitter, though, you know, I like to be out there cracking jokes and scrolling through the internet. Um, TikTok's here and there, but nothing too crazy. But... Hopefully stick around. Like I said, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, send to your friends, family members, wherever you got to do. Get some easy to get some pussy. I mean, that works too. I'm okay with that. I like helping a brother out if I have to. I like helping a sister out too. Usually get some dick if you have to. Whatever you got to do, do it. But today's show, hoping the audio works out. Past couple episodes been having some audio issues. Worked on it this weekend. Seems like I got everything figured out. So hopefully this one comes through nice and clear. Hopefully everything's all good to go on that front. But today's show. Hey, a couple news items, you know, what's what happened over the weekend, a couple big things, nothing too crazy, nothing too scary, nothing nothing, nothing too fun, I guess. The news cycle is kind of boring over the weekend. Um, got my top five this week, kind of a callback to one that I did earlier. Um, college basketball games that I'm betting on this week, they're tickling my interest, and then kind of NFL takeaways from the weekend of the Super Wild Card weekend that we just had here. Tons of good stuff, tons of good games. Um, currently, I am getting ready to watch the Bucks cowboys game here as it kicks off, you know. I gave out Bucks money line. I still think the Bucks are going to win. Nothing's really changed there. I just don't see the Cowboys showing up. It's just the same old Cowboys, in my opinion. I think the same thing, same old thing is going to happen. Tom Brady's going to torch the Cowboys. You know, it's just that's just how it's going to be tonight. Now, this that game's about to kick off. You know, we'll talk about the rest later. Um, but like I said, not a lot of too much news going on this over the course of the weekend. Excuse me, freaking hiccups are coming back. I seem to always get every time I have to record, but. Not too much news, you know, going on. Um, a couple college football things. Garrett Riley, he was the offensive coordinator of uh, TCU this season, younger brother of Lincoln Riley as well. You know, spent the past three years with Sonny Dykes, uh, two years at SMU, then this last year at TCU, obviously. He's helped put together some really good offense. You know, he's been the main play caller of the past three years since he's been offensive coordinator um, under Sonny Dykes. You know, Sonny Dykes obviously has some input in that, but... Garrett Riley heading over to Clemson, you know, should be an interesting move for Clemson. You know, they have a lot of a lot of talent on their team the past couple of years, though they haven't seen to figure it out. This kind of seems like, you know, one of those opportunities that they have to kind of get that dynasty back or at least give it another shot. You know, Garrett Riley is a smart young mind of college football right now. You know, he puts together a couple of good years there, probably not long before he's gone getting a head coaching job. It is still a pretty young guy. But, you know, definitely can help elevate Clemson, get them back to where they, they want to be, where they should be as a program. You know, I think about they won two national championships in the past 10 years. They should be in the conversation. They really haven't been. They keep falling off. The offense seems to be lacking. Don't really know if that was a DJ issue or what the deal was. I mean, Tony Elliott was obviously the offensive coordinator last year. He left. I don't even know who the guy was this year, but they got rid of him. So we'll see what happens with Gary Riley. I'm excited. I think that it could be the, a really solid move for what uh, Clemson wants to do will be down here in the future. Florida quarterback commit, Jaden Rashada, um, got, was supposed 
allegedly supposed to get a $13 million NIL deal to go to Florida. That reportedly has fallen through, and so has his commitment to Florida. He is working on getting his uh, letter of intent um, revoked so that he can uh, go elsewhere. We'll see what happens with that. Just crazy, you know, if it really is true, the $13 million, we'll see. That's just something... You know, it's going to be a huge factor the next quite a few years in college football. You know, and I look forward. You know, these kids are going to want to get paid. I can't say I blame them. I totally get it. They're going to have to do what they have to do to get that. And you know, if there's if one place is offering more, why not take it? Why not take the opportunity if it feels right to you? I'm a hundred thousand million percent behind it. So I think. So we'll see. <laughs> Whoa. We'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, the other only interesting thing in college football this weekend. Marvison Harrison Jr. had an interesting tweet about, you know, people speculating whether he's going elsewhere or C.J. Stroud is coming back. C.J. Stroud today announced that he was declaring for the draft. You know, him, Jordan Addison, and Quentin Johnson were kind of the last three guys um, that were really being waited for um, to declare. They all did today. So, draft's pretty much set. Bummer, I was kind of hoping C.J. Stroud would come back, but I completely understand the decision. It was just fun to think about for five seconds. Last piece of news here, and it kind of goes, it's a college basketball world. Darius Miles, reserve player for Alabama, was arrested on capital murder charges um, early Sunday morning after him and another man were uh, killed a woman. Um, they reportedly got into a, not like a scuffle, but like a disagreement about something. Darius Miles and whoever the other gentleman were followed, this, followed the other vehicle, shot and killed uh, a young woman. Um, so now he's facing capital murder charges. And, you know, I honestly don't feel bad for the guy. You've got to be an absolute scumbag to kill somebody in the first place. What, what, who, what gives you the right or the honor or whatever the fuck you want to call it to take somebody's life? You know, that's just a disgusting. He's a fucking loser. I hope he rots in jail. And I hope he fucking gets the death penalty. He absolutely deserves it. I mean, they killed somebody for absolutely no reason. What for the disagreement? Like, like I said, who the fuck are you? So I hope this guy actually gets what he fucking deserves. But that's just my opinion, and I hope that the rest of the world is on that side, or the rest of the United States, because the world probably doesn't know about that. But that's really the only bit of news we got going on. You know, nothing too crazy over the weekend. You know, I watched a couple good movies, though. That's for sure. I fucking what is it? Oh my god, Malignant. I think is a movie that me and my wife watched. Trippy ass horror movie. Check that out if you have the opportunity. You know, other than that, I was just playing Fortnite, playing NCAA football, watching the fucking playoffs, losing some money. Talk more about that later, but no other news really is going on in the world. So let's move on to my top five. My top five this week is a callback to a couple weeks ago when I did my top five worst type of men. So this week we're doing my top five worst type of women because here at the Red Breakfield Show, we are all about equality. So, first off, like I said, we're going one, two, three, four, five now. First off, the worst type of women are chihuahuas. And you know what I, you know what I mean. Those type of women that they just feel the need to constantly put themselves into an argument and a discussion. And they just sit there and they bark and they bark and they bark. All they do is talk and they're just so annoying. All they do is have negative things that come out of their mouth. They're just a chihuahua. Dude. They just sit there and bark and bark and bark and bark and bark and bark and bark. Nobody likes you. Learn to understand that you don't need to say something every time somebody has something to say. Okay? Easy. Number two, too much makeup girls, man. I'm, I'm not a big fan of makeup. I think makeup, you know, can really ruin what a woman has as in her natural beauty. I'm, I'm more someone that prefers a woman that's just naturally pretty and showcases that. So I don't see why the need to put all that makeup. Just stop putting all the makeup on, girl. Just be beautiful. It's not that hard. You're beautiful already on the inside. 
be beautiful on the outside. You already are, exactly. You know, point blank, period. Just do that. Point. It's easy. Number three, worst type of women are women that drive trucks. I just, something about them, they just make me uncomfortable. Maybe it's my manhood, maybe it's my masculinity. I don't know. They just, when I see a girl driving a big F-150 jacked up with big old tires and a grow guard and whatever those stupid steps are called, I'm just like, what are you? Are you like a cowgirl? Are you a boy? Are you just somebody that has a little penis? And then it always turns out it's a girl. I just, worst type of woman in my opinion. Sorry if that offends you if you drive a big truck. I drive a truck too. Don't worry, I don't pull anything with my truck either. So I guess we're the same. Number four, women that nag. I hate naggers. No, you think you might have got me there, but I said I hate naggers. People that nag. That is what a nag. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, why am I trying to? I hate people that nag. Point blank period. There's always those type of women that all they do is they just sit there and nag and nag and nag and nag and nag about every little thing. If you're one of those men that is in those marriages, Please give me a phone call. I will help you get out because that is not fair to you. You don't deserve that unless you cheated on her. You probably deserve that. But those are the worst type of people. It's just people that nag in general, but women especially. I Top top four. Top, top four worst type of women in my opinion. Number five is basically older, middle-aged white women, otherwise known as Karens. You know, they could bump them in with all four of those things. They're all sorts of different things. They're just the worst. They have their own category, though. They're, they're Karens. They're absolute, just the worst type of women there are, dude. They make the world not go around. They make it a horrible place. Point blank, period. If you're one of those women, seek help. Seek a therapist. That's always beneficial as well. But that is my top five worst type of women. It's not misogynistic. It's not feminine. It's not. No, it's not misogynistic. It's not whatever else it is. Because I already did one on men. I feel like it's only fair because gender equality is a thing nowadays. We have to do it, okay? I don't have to do it. I just thought it'd be fun. So I'm sorry for anyone that I'm offending right now, but I love you. I love all women. I love all men. I love all, I love women and men. Let's put it that way. You know, I don't think there's more than that. Oops. Sorry. My bad. Moving on though. College basketball. Um, pretty big week. You know, there's pretty loaded weekend. I didn't pay too much attention. Obviously the NFL playoffs going on. I wasn't gambling a whole lot on it. Um, so my bad. We're not doing a little bit of college basketball recap this week. I just didn't really pay too much attention. I didn't want to give you guys, you know, information that, you know, or my thoughts if it really wasn't justified or really well, well thought out and really well processed inside my brain because nothing is ever well processed inside my brain, but I always like to think that I can try and do that, but I don't. But college basketball, quite a few good games this week. First one, uh, a couple games on Tuesday, Kansas, Kansas State, battle for the Sunflower State. First time these teams are playing this year. Excuse me, Kansas ranked second in the country right now. They just escaped, you know, Iowa State. At, oh, here they are, hiccups. Kansas just escaped Iowa State at home over the weekend. You know, they also got lucky against Oklahoma last week. They're on the road for this one at Kansas State. And to me, the Cats, you know, they lost to TCU, but something about the Cats this year, I just think that uh, Kansas State is really, really playing some good basketball. I really love the dynamic duo um, that they got going right now. I think they're going to win this game. I think Kansas will more likely come out favored. I don't know by how much, um, but this one is at Kansas State. Kansas' struggles um, as of late got me questioning them. They always seem to get lucky at home. They always seem to win at home. I mean, they have an unreal at-home record at the time. So I, I'm going Kansas State money line more than I do on that one tomorrow night. The lines might be out now that it's a little later in the day because I was doing this earlier. Let's take a look. Why don't we just uh, why don't we, uh, have a look here? Huh? See what the lines say down. Because I, I, I find it's going to be a five. What do you got? 
you know, five five makes sense to me. I think they're gonna have Kansas. Oh, they have Kansas favored by three, so that makes pretty good sense. I think Kansas State's gonna win though. Over under at one forty seven and a half. Uh, there's a world where I see that. Nah, I'd go under on that one. I don't think both teams are gonna score a lot. Well, no, I'd go the over probably. I, I see one forty eight hitting pretty easily. I'd, I'd go the over if you're if you're hesitant about Kansas State winning. Um, spread even being such a low number, I hate low number spreads like that. I'm more. I'd lean more towards taking Kansas' side in that situation because three points for Kansas seems a lot more doable than Kansas State losing by three points. You know, you get down towards the end of the game, you're fighting. I think Kansas State will win, but be cautious with that one. It, it could get hairy really quick. Second game, Texas-Iowa State. Another big Big 12 matchup. You know, Iowa State's been playing really good basketball this year, and... They just barely got beat by Kansas over the weekend. They're at home for this one. You know, it's probably going to be a really tough defensive battle. I mean, Iowa State's top five, I think, right now on Ken Palm defensive ratings. They're top eight in the country in points allowed per game. They've just been tearing it up defensively. The offense isn't necessarily there. So that makes me wonder going into this Texas game where things could be because Texas is decent. You know, they're top 30 in Ken Palm defensive rating. So, and they can really score the ball. They're one of the better teams in the country right now when it comes to scoring at will. I mean, Marcus Carr is unbelievable. The line is sitting in Iowa State's favor at two right now. Um, Over-under is at 131. Under feels really heavily in play because of what Iowa State can do. But to me, I would lean possibly going Texas, just taking the money line here. I do think Texas can score a lot more. And if they get going and Iowa State's defense doesn't show up, there could be a lot of trouble there for the Cyclones. But I'll, I'll probably lean more towards the under. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of a lot of not a lot of really good defense played in this game. Like I said, Iowa State's so good. Texas isn't as bad. Isn't that bad? Honestly, I mean, top thirty is phenomenal. So I, I really like the under. It's sitting at one thirty-one. You know, I, I expect a 60, 60, 62, 60 type ball game. So the under to me is really in play in that game. Providence, Marquette, um, Marquette, you know, obviously had a really big week last week, upset UConn, and, you know, then they, they lost a close one to Xavier, you know, that moved, they moved up in the rankings, so Providence slides in here at 22, um, Marquette sitting at 20, Bryce Hopkins really can score the ball for Providence, he's really their whole team, he rebounds, like, he's almost got 10 rebounds a game, I think he's got 9.1 per game right now, he's been on an absolute tear, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one, you know, both teams really can score the ball. Providence is better than Marquette defensively, but in terms of where they're at in the country and in the conference, you know, they're both sitting about 75 points per game. I really like the points here, especially I feel like the line's going to come out about 145, 152 range, somewhere around there. I feel really confident in betting over. I do think Marquette will win because they're back at home, but I really prefer the over in this game as a whole. Like I said, that one's not out. The other two, they were obviously selling so a little feedback on that, but that one will have to wait until uh, probably late tomorrow night. Thursday's got a couple good games. Rutgers, Michigan State. Uh, Rutgers is now in the top 25. You know, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Steve Bakelli, I believe is how you say his name, head coach of Rutgers. You know, it's really been building something special at Rutgers. past couple years, they've been in the tournament. This year, they're a top 25 team. They're beating really good teams. They're looking really good. They're playing really good basketball. You know, Tom Izzo, though, on the other hand, has been playing. He's had his boys, Michigan State, they've had up and up and down so far. You know, they've won games that they probably shouldn't have, lost games they probably shouldn't have. Tons of tons of talent on the team. You know, they are at home for this one, but I feel to me like 
Rutgers is really putting together a really good year, really going to be a top-tier tournament team. And those inconsistencies with Michigan State, I don't like them. I would be, I would think that Rutgers would come out favored. Um, I would expect a low line, though, probably anywhere from one, two, or three. Anything over four, I'll be hesitant to bet and probably take the spread. Um, who knows? They might even... They might even favor Michigan State because they are at home and it's Tom Izzo, you know. But I like, I really like Rutgers in this one. Money line's probably the pick unless the spread is in their favor. Um, then I'll probably go, you know. Anyway, if it's if it's four though, I'll probably even take the money line. I, four seems risky. Uh, I just feel like this could be a really really close ball game. Last college basketball game, you know, of the week that tickles my interest. We saved about five or six throughout the week. You know, I'm going to try to keep it loaded on. Uh, Friday's episode with as many games as possible that I'm that I'm really betting or that really I think is going to have you know, some importance or pay attention to or guys to check out stuff like that. But we're going to try to keep it smaller here early in the week just because there's a lot of games, it's a lot to go through. I just don't necessarily have all the time to give you the best too, and I don't I don't want to give you a bad product if it's uh, if I can't give you something good, I don't want to give it to you. You know what I mean? But UCLA, Arizona State, Arizona State's kind of getting back on track. I know I've talked about them quite a few times now. You know, they had that very embarrassing loss to San Francisco and then lost to Arizona back-to-back losses. After that, they've rattled off five here. The offense really seems to be in a groove again. You know, but they are going against UCLA, who's top five in the country, and now only two losses. They've been one of the best teams in the country, and you can't deny that. I mean, they they have a lot of talent on their team. They have a lot of guys that can score. But something about this game, you know, looking at it, Arizona State getting back on track at home. Um, early week matchup like this, you know, fresh off the weekend, being at home plays a factor. I think Arizona State's going to come out and pull the upset. I have no doubt in my mind UCLA will be favored. I bet they'll be favored by anywhere from 8 to, or I'd say 5 to 10, honestly. You know, I think Vegas is going to be betting heavy on UCLA to win. So I'm, I'm going to go ASU, though. I feel like ASU's going to pull the upset at home, like I said, getting back on track. They can really spread the ball around, too. You know, they're not the best team offensively, but they do have a couple guys that are getting double digits, you know. So Arizona State my line on uh, Thursday night is going to be the pick. It's going to be the play. It's going to be the play. I just know it is. But that's college basketball for the week. And I'll move on to NFL thoughts and takeaways from wildcard weekend here. Uh, and then we'll close out the show. Seahawks 49ers, first off, you know, I, uh, I, bet, I bet on this game. I bet. 49ers spread in Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. The anytime touchdown happened right out the gate. And right out the gate, I was like, this game's over, you know. 49ers were up, I think, 13 nothing, or was it 10 or 13? They were up a lot at one point. You know, Seahawks kind of came back and were fighting, gave themselves a run. You know, Brock Purdy was struggling the first half, second half, came out and played really, really good football. 49ers, you know, I really think to me, they're the best team in the NFC right now. I I don't know how they don't come out of the NFC, I think it's really coming to Brock Purdy. Quarterback play is very important when you get down to the playoffs here, but I think he can just play like he did on Saturday, play good enough. I think the 49ers could win the Super Bowl with ease. And we'll see what they got. You know, they're going to be playing the winner of the Bucks uh, Cowboys game tonight, but I think they could win either of those matchups. You know, they're going to have a lot more rest than either of those teams, so I'm very confident in them next week. But all all around, good win for the Niners. They're advancing on, going to the division round again. The Seahawks, on their hand, you know, they had their ups and downs this year. You know, they made the playoffs awesome. They had a fighting chance this game, and they kind of lost in the second half. But for them, they're probably going to be one of my favorite, more exciting teams to pay attention to going into next year. They're going to have, you know, a top five draft pick this year that's going to be 
huge. It's going to be so important for them to have that because they can use that for whatever. It doesn't have to be a quarterback. Geno Smith showed this year that you know he is competent enough to lead the team to a playoff, played decent enough to have a good year. So really for me, I'm excited about what the Seahawks' future holds now. It, it sucks they lost, you know, if you're a Seahawks fan, but your future looks really bright and there's a really good chance you guys are back in the same spot next year, but even better, you know, even possible higher seed, even more in the division possibly. So, all around, you can't look at it as a bad year for the Seahawks. Lots of improvement. You know, they, they discover they don't need a top-tier quarterback like Russell Wilson, who, uh, who even knows if he's top-tier anymore. But I, I think they're really in a good position to be successful next year. Chargers, Jaguars, man, I, I'm getting tired of being a poor. I feel bad for poor Chargers fans, man. I mean, years and years and years of injuries and talent. And you're, you wonder if it's the coach, and if you wonder, you wonder all this. You know, you just can't seem to figure out what it is. The Chargers just always have these super talented teams, but they always just seem to crumble, and things don't go their way late in the season, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Um, I'm beginning to wonder if they're cursed, like. You know, maybe we need to start looking into some blood sacrifices or something. Like, what do we have to do to help the Chargers fan base out? Because I feel bad for the poor bastards, you know. You constantly watch your team and you think you have a fighting chance and then you just never do. Sucks for them, you know. But all around, you you can't – I don't know where the blame is to be put. I think you put a lot of blame on Brandon Staley. You know, he's obviously the guy calling plays. He's obviously the head man in charge. And, you know, he made some very boneheaded decisions. But at the same time, if you're Justin Herbert, you know, your team's got a huge lead here going in the second half. you got to put the team on your back and you got to go out and win this game. you got to make sure that you guys win. you got to secure that win. you got to fight to keep that win. And I just didn't see a lot of that from him, from the offense. I didn't see a lot of that from the 49 or the Chargers as a whole. And, you know, there was obviously a lot of bad calls. Joey Bosa throwing fits. The offsides call, though, was fucking atrocious. But... All around, that's a horrible game to lose when you're up 27 to nothing at one point. And you just, you have the opposing quarterback throwing four interceptions. You have four turnovers in the first half and you can't come out and close the deal. I don't know. It just says a lot about the Chargers, in my opinion. You know, they just, they probably got in their heads. But shout out to the Jaguars. Jaguars will play the Chiefs now. That should be interesting for them. I don't know. I never know. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is. Here to stay. Hopefully not. I fucking hate him. But that's just me. I don't know. Dolphins, Bills, you know. This game, I got more personal beef with, I guess. You know, so I bet I bet 49ers spread and Chris McCaffrey, anytime touchdown. That hits. I was like, okay, sweet. I roll it over to the Chargers-Jaguars game. I go the over and Austin Eckler touchdown. Beautiful little two. I'm hitting these two team, these two play parlays, hitting them, rocking them, okay. You know, I win that bet. I'm like, okay, what do I like for tomorrow? You know, this is late Saturday. I like, looking at what I like tomorrow. You know, I got a decent amount of cash now. I'm working here. I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, Bills, Dolphins. I don't know. I like. See the team total for the Bills. 20 and a half. Easy money. Bet that. Boom. You know, watching the game, it's going off like crazy. They're hitting it. They're hitting it. They're hitting it. I also decided I was going to throw in that little two-play parlay. Bills, points total, and Stephon Diggs anytime touchdown. And, of course, Stephon Diggs did not score a fucking touchdown, but he could have had one. If I was like, when that, they threw that fade to the end zone right before the end of the first half, I was like, oh, my God. I literally jumped up and screamed, and then it didn't count. I was so devastated, but, you know, that's beside the point. The game as a whole, Bills looked okay. You know, their turnovers were not what they needed to have happen. It just wasn't 
wasn't necessarily the Bills' day. They should have won that game a lot easier, but turnovers, you know, that will really change the outcome of the game. And, you know, the Bills cannot allow that. Their defense didn't play that great either. You know, I mean, Skylar Thompson is a quarterback of the Dolphins. They didn't do great. They got lucky, though, I think. You know, we'll see if they can roll over against the Bengals. And I don't know. It's just going to be an interesting game. I don't – whatever. Beside the point, you know, Dolphins had some late, late decisions, you know, Clock management was a huge thing. You can't you can't have poor clock management that in the playoffs like that. That that really shot them a foot in the foot. They went from fourth and one to fourth and six, and that was the ball game. You know, you just can't have that happen. But Bills move on. You know, whatever. I'm just I didn't win my bet, so it sucks. Giants Vikings. To be honest, I didn't really watch much of this game. You know, I was doing some chores around the house, doing some other things around the house, doing some other shit. Went to the gym and whatnot, so I didn't really watch this game a whole, a whole lot. But from what I saw, you know, Vikings didn't do what I told them to do. They needed to run the ball. You can't run the ball 16 times for 60, 61 yards and expect to win the game. Doesn't work like that. So that, that to me, is why they lost that game. I don't really put blame on Kirk Cousins. You know, poor play calling possibly as well, you know, on Kevin O'Connell's part. But I don't put too much blame on Kirk Cousins for this one. And Daniel Jones, you know, from what I saw him from – what I was reading online, he really did show out. He put the team on his back. He looks like a different man. You know, he's going to be playing the Eagles next week. We'll see what happens with him. But Giants are definitely in a spot to uh, make a possible Eli Manning run. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with them. But to me, the main point is the Vikings didn't run the ball enough, and that is why they lost this game. I have, I don't see it any other way. That's exactly why they lost that game, in my personal opinion. Last game of the week, last note of the show, Ravens Bengals. That was a thrilling game. It was quite the game to watch. You know that 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 goal line stand by the Bengals is really what sealed the deal for them. You know they got that big stop, and you know they're talking about it a lot of the broadcast how the Bengals defense has been one of the better ones to takeaways. You know second half of the season, and they proved that. You know that interception early put the momentum in their favor. You know, and then that big, obviously, fumble recovery by Sam Hubbard where he had to run 99 yards for a touchdown, which was amazing and thrilling. And I love the oxygen after the fact. It just made, you know, I would be the same way. I'd probably need, like, a whole ginormous fucking huge tank of oxygen. But nonetheless, you know, Ravens, they looked good. You know, they did what they should. They just couldn't find a way, you know. For the Bengals, it's a tough matchup. Ravens have been the staple on defense for the past 10, 20 years. They've been... You know, they just continuously churn out a solid defense, and that was the same, you know, this year. They had a really, really good team. Um, but Bengals found a way to win. They advance, sets up a huge matchup against the Bills, you know. Bengals and Bills is going to be probably one of the funner games to watch next week. I'm sure it's going to get the Sunday night one. So, but that's today's show. I hope you enjoy. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me talk about sports and nonsense. Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok as well. You know, help me grow my following. Hope to keep doing this, having a lot of fun with it. Hope to keep doing more. Um, so any love is appreciated. Any you know sharing of anything is appreciated. So appreciate everyone that listens. Um, have a blessed week. I will see you on Friday or listen to you. You'll listen to me on Friday. But uh, for now, I love you. And your boy Titties is out.